Hey everyone, we're back with season two of It's Okay Podcast. I'm your host, Kaylin, and guess what? Everything is fine. It's okay, you guys. Don't worry. We're going to make it through this. Um, I just want to say thank you to everyone for listening to the first season. Um, And I'm working really hard on new content for this upcoming season number two. And I will be taking a deeper look into some of the topics that we talked about in the first season. Um, So I know I scratched the surface on some things and I just want to take a deep dive into some of these really fun, interesting topics that we mentioned. Um, Today, I thought we would come back around to zodiac signs because this is something I find fun and interesting. It's a topic that me and my friends are always bringing up. Um, We like to joke about our personalities and the personalities and signs of other people in our lives. Um, Normally, I like to, to let people know that it's all just for fun. Um, It's not something that you should really, like, live your life according to. Um, If anything, maybe, you know, you read something in your horoscope or about you, like, about your sign that makes you think about yourself on a deeper level and do some self-reflection. This can be a great thing to do. We're all about thinking deep and, you know, just thinking deep about things and you know, looking into your personality traits, behaviors, and maybe why we do some of the things we do. Um, And that type of thing can only just help us grow more as people. So horoscope, zodiac or not, whatever, just, you know, self-reflecting is not a bad thing. So maybe your personality has nothing to do with the way that the stars aligned when you were born. Maybe it has to do with your upbringing, your childhood, the traumas, the environmental things, or, you know, maybe you're suffering from some mental disorders, etc. But, you know, maybe, just maybe, those stars really did align when you were born and brought into this world. We're, you know, we're conscious beings. You know, we have souls with we have thoughts that come from an unknown place, you know, maybe it's a voice of some high being or, you know, subconscious thing, which we really don't actually have a true understanding of either. It could be all the same thing, all in one, who knows? Um, There's so many unknowns in this crazy world. It's really weird. You know, we're living in it. So who's to say we know anything? Because we don't, we don't know anything. All we can do is just have fun and look at things that we can see, like our behaviors or our reactions to things, things we believe, things we think, um, maybe the weird quirks that we have that maybe other people don't have. Um, These are things we can see, so why not take a look at them and, you know, let's get into it. So let's get into some deep thinking and some self-reflection today and talk about zodiac signs and our birth charts and compatibility. It's all going to be fun. All right, so buckle up. Let's go. So let's start with an introduction into zodiac signs for those of you who may not even know what we're talking about. 
Um, there is endless information out there online. Um, lots of it can be debatable, even within the Zodiac community. Um, so I'll read from my own research, of course, but feel free to do your own research. Um, and, and then let me know your findings, especially if they differ from what I'm finding. But even an in-depth um, dive into zodiacs and such, I can only say so much. I'm constantly learning and reading about this topic and other topics. So, um, you know, we'll just do step by step and explain what these things are. So astrology is the study of the movement and positioning of the stars and planets around the earth. Um, a zodiac sign is a symbol that represents somebody's personality, emotions, and motivations. Everybody has many different signs, one for each planet, the moon, the sun, and many more. A moon sign dictates inner mood and emotions, while an ascending sign represents the impression others get from you. However, the sun sign is what is most commonly referred to and used to explain a person's basic nature and personality traits. So, you know, when you say like, oh, I'm an Aquarius or I'm a Taurus or whatever, that is usually you're talking about your sun sign. Um, so while the characteristics of these signs may not apply to everyone, most people's actions can be generalized by their sign. While you shouldn't judge individuals based on these premises, you can line up their behavior with astrology and teach them about themselves. You can check out your birth chart on many websites by entering your birth date, time of birth, and city of birth. You may also just Google your birthday or zodiac sign. Um, so we're going to get into birth charts a little bit later, but we're going to start off with the basic um, sun signs and the, the very generalized version of what each sign is. Um, additionally, the, the signs are divided into four elements. So these elements, I'm sure you've heard of them. Fire, earth, air, and water. Fire describes the signs of the most passionate, lively, and temperamental people. These signs must be managed carefully and nurtured lovingly. Earth signs tend to be grounded, practical, and prefer to keep it real. They are slow and steady, but stable and always willing to help others. Those with air signs express the winds of change and value movement, change, and action. They are like a breath of fresh air with the potential to blow you off your feet. Last but not least, water explains the most sensitive, empathetic, and emotional signs. People with feelings flowing inside of them. These signs are highly intuitive and can be mentally intense. So I was just recently with a group of friends this past weekend and the topic of zodiac signs did come up as it does pretty often um, in conversation. And as I sat there, I realized just looking around at all of my friends, we were all pretty much different signs of the zodiac. And it was intriguing to me for some reason to think about that. 
um, just thinking about what we all brought to the conversation and how we all got along and made that and what made that conversation exciting and engaging. Um, the fact that people in general are all so different and their thoughts bring so much variety to one conversation is simply a reason I find people so fascinating. Um, I want to learn more about what people really are passionate about and why, and also knowing what their sign is and how that may align with their views or their motivations and actions to the things we face in life. And so with that said, I think we can go through um, some of the, let's go through all the signs and I'm just going to read off what it says about them. And yes, there's so much more than these small generalized um little bits of info, but we're going to start there. Why not? The first sign uh, that I have is a fire sign. It's Aries. And if you're, if you're in Aries, you're between March 21st and April 19th. Um, that is, let's see, they are the Rams. They are independent, determined, and have magnetic personalities. They are generally positive thinkers have high energy, and fight for what they believe in. However, Aries also tend to be arrogant or insensitive of others' emotions due to their fast pace. And, you know, there's probably a ton more to say about each sign, but I'm just going to kind of cruise through these, and then we'll come back around to that later. So the next one I have is an Earth sign, and that is Taurus. Um, Taurus is from April 20th to May 20th. They're the bulls. Um, they're known, they are known for being stubborn, realistic, and ambitious. Uh, though patient, they may be seen as materialistic or pos possessive due to their practical outlook. Tauruses, Tauruses, Tauruses are also deemed dependable regarding finances and other important matters. Um, the next one is an air sign, Gemini, May 21st to June 20th. Um, they are the twins, and they are known for their multiple personalities because they're quick-witted and very expressive, intelligent, affectionate, and adaptable. Geminis are social butterflies. However, they are also indecisive, nervous, and inconsistent. <laughs> um, the next one is Cancer, which is a water sign. Uh, that's June 21st to July 22nd. They are the crabs. Um, they are emotional, loyal, and sympathetic. Also sentimental, these people are deeply intuitive and have strong ties to friends and family. They are talented in art and have creative imaginations due to intense emotion. Cancers are moody, manipulative, and even insecure or pessimistic. Um, the next one is our Leos. They're a fire sign, July 23rd to August 22nd. They are the lions, and they are generous, passionate, and warm-hearted. 
They're great at making friends, but love to be the center of attention. Uh, though confident, Leos are prone to being arrogant, self-centered, or inflexible. Due to this, they dislike facing reality and being ignored. Alrighty, the next one is an earth sign, Virgo. Virgo, August 23rd to September 22nd. The, they are the maidens, and they are analytical, practical, and hardworking people with strong character. They yearn for organization and are careful people, leaving little to chance. These kind souls can be seen as shy as well as overly critical of themselves and others. Interesting. Okay, um, next one is an air sign, Libra. September 23rd to October 22nd, the scales. Um, they are known for their fair-minded, cooperative, diplomatic personalities. These people are highly social, amazing communicators, and peaceful beings. They value friendship and company very highly, as they do not like to be alone. Due to their desire to please everyone, Libras are also known to be indecisive, self-pitying, and bad at confrontation. Hmm. Okay, next one. We have a water sign that is Scorpio. October 23rd to November 22nd. The Scorpions, um, they are brave, passionate, loyal, and resourceful. They are assertive, decisive, and determined. A great leader. However, Scorpios are more than likely to be jealous, secretive, and distrusting. They may also be violent or chase adrenaline rushes. Hmm. They seem kind of fiery, even though they're a water sign. I find that interesting. I always thought they were a fire sign, but we're learning. Um, next one is Sagittarius, and this is a fire sign. Uh, November 23rd to December 22nd, the archers. Um, they can be recognized by their great sense of humor or their idealistic and generous outlook on life. These people are considered adventurers with curiosity and energy running through their veins. Um, though very fun companions, Sagittarius can also be impatient, distant, or unfair to prove their point. <laughs> Um, and I keep giggling because I think of people on each one of these and I'm keeping that to myself for now, but we'll come back to that. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, Capricorn, that's an earth sign. December 23rd to January 22nd. The goats. They are disciplined, responsible, and goal smart. They are naturally serious people with strong grasps on tradition independence, and prosperity. However, these realistic individuals may come off as condescending, unforgiving, know-it-alls. <laughs> okay, next one. Aquarius. This is an air sign. January 23rd to February 22nd. The water bearers are original, compassionate, and innovative. They may appear as shy and quiet or energetic, depending on how well you know them and how, and how old they are. Although temperamental, 
uncompromising, and bad at expressing emotions, Aquarius are deep thinkers with a passion for teaching others. They are highly intellectual and great at conversation. <clears throat> Next one, and last one, but not least, um, is a water sign, Pisces, February 23rd to March 22nd, the fish. They are gentle, artistic, compassionate, and wise. Another very intuitive sign. Pisces are incredibly friendly, helpful, and selflessly caring towards others. They are connected to music and art with creative minds. On the other hand, these people may also be sad, overly trusting, fearful, or have a desire to escape reality. Now, you can definitely look up your friends and family, look up your sign and go back and listen to each one of those. And you can probably find where you might relate or where you might see someone fitting into their sign. Um, and some of you I've talked to will say that they're nothing like their sign. Um, but again, like I said, this is your sun sign and there's a lot more to your chart. So I think maybe once we dive into that, you might find even more that you relate to. So um, I love when I read through that whole list, I can think of a person who I know is that sign and see how they fit into those. It's just a fun thing I like to do. Um, so now that we've just scraped the surface with that very general summary of what each sign is, um, I think it's it's also just... It, it's fun to get past just the sun sign because that's the common thing that everybody does. And it's only a small section of your chart. So, you know, everyone can look up their sun sign, which is the day you were born and your birth date. If you wanted to look deeper into your birth chart, which you, which would be determined by not only your birth date, but it also requires that you know the time you were born and the day, month, and year. Um, and I think location as well, like where you were born, which city. So try to gather that information. Um, this is what all of this will give you your whole birth chart and it will break everything down for you, explaining your sun, moon, rising and more signs that make up the person that you are. Um, a great app for this that I recommend and what I use is called CoStar, C-O-S-T-A-R, CoStar. You can find this in the app store and set everything up in there. Um, you can also add friends in that app and view their whole birth chart as well. And it will give you your friendship compatibility um, and everything. It's really cool. Um, it'll also give you things like your daily horoscope and advice and stuff like that. A lot of times I don't buy into the horoscopes as much as I buy into... Um, what it says about each zodiac sign, but that's just a personal opinion of mine. Um, so with the mention of birth charts, I can give you an example of what's included in this. I will go over my own birth chart with you and explain how they break that down. Um, like how I previously mentioned. Um, so yeah, let me open that and I'll read that off to you. It's pretty cool. Um, yeah, so my birth chart, right at the top, it tells you, and I'm just looking at that app, um, the, the CoStar app. It says 
that my sun is Aquarius, my moon sign is Libra, and my rising is Taurus. And so those are the signs for each of, of those. So ascendant or rising is Taurus for me. Um, and then you can, you can go down, there's like a whole chart and it'll tell you, um, each one. So the next one would be Jupiter and I'm Cancer for Jupiter. Um, and then my moon is Libra. It says my Pluto is Scorpio. And then I have under Uranus, Mars, Neptune, Saturn, and Venus, they're all Capricorn for me. And then my Mercury and Sun are Aquarius. This also tells you your houses, which I think I'd have to get into that at a different time because that's a whole thing on its own um, to try to explain all of that. So basically, then when you scroll down past your chart, it breaks it down. So it says like the first one says Sun in Aquarius, and then it gives you a description of what that is. And I can tell you what that means. Um, I'll just read mine. I guess you're going to learn about me. The sun determines your ego identity and the role in life. It's the core of who you are and is the sign you're most likely to already know. Your sun is in Aquarius, meaning you are fundamentally unconventional and anti. Um, comfortable dis dissenting or straying from the norm. Your intellectual talent of abstraction is oriented towards pushing the boundaries of what seems reasonable. You carry a lot on your shoulders and have a need to fight for the underdog. Um, it's in your 10th house, meaning you feel the need to distinguish yourself from others through goals, success, and responsibility. So, and then you can keep scrolling. That was my sun sign. And if I scroll down, it'll tell me my moon is in Libra. And then it'll continue and tell you that description, which I can read a couple of these so you get a feel for what it means. The moon rules your emotions, moods, and feelings. So emotions, moods, and feelings. That's interesting. And both my sun and my moon signs are, are the, the air element. Um, this is likely the sign you most think of yourself as, since it reflects your personality when you're alone or deeply comfortable. Your moon is in Libra, meaning your emotional self is balanced, harmonious, sees both sides of every situation, um, indecisive, relationship-oriented, and desperate to please. You can be a little self-obsessed, but tend to hide your feelings and needs. It's in your sixth house, meaning you find security and safety through routines. I find that really interesting. A lot of those things, when I read it, I initially want to push back and say no. But the truth is, like, I definitely do see some of those as true, even if I don't want to admit that. Um, I will read the ascendant um, description to you from my chart, and then we can move on after that. As ascendant in Taurus. Your ascendant 
is the mask you present to people. It can be seen in your personal style and how you come off to people when you first meet. Some say it becomes less relevant as you get older. It changes every two hours, so if it doesn't make sense, reconfirm your birth time to be sure. Your ascendant is in Taurus, meaning you come across as highly attuned to practical and material matters, especially pleasure and hedonism. But that same material, material, oh my goodness, materiality, oh my gosh, I can't say the word, gives people the impression that you are reliable, settled, sensible, and deliberate, though sometimes stubborn. That's interesting. Um, I don't know. Do I come off as a Taurus to you guys? I mean, you all probably know me pretty well. I don't think I do. I think they're wrong. Maybe I got the time wrong. I'm not sure. But who knows? Because I can't see myself through other people's eyes. And I feel like that's more of a first impression based thing because once you know somebody a little deeper, you can see how they really are. Um, and maybe not how they're presenting on the surface. So that rising one is interesting. And then it just keeps on going through your chart and describes everything else from there. So um, as far as charts go, take a look. You can look it up online. You can do the app, like I said. You can even get a professional astrologist or whatever, medium, whoever, who knows more than I do to do your whole birth chart. Or they also call them um, natal charts. You can pay for this stuff if you're so inclined. Anyway, I'll be back with more information. Okay, so now that we have talked about your birth or natal chart that shows the details of your personality, we can talk about things like compatibility and how that might work. The CoStar app that I mentioned is great for friendship compatibility charts and birth charts, etc., um, I also like to use this other app. Um, it's called Nebula. And I like to use it mainly for the compatibility that it has. I think it's um, kind of like right on the nose with this stuff. A lot of the things that Nebula has seems to be like so on point. Um, that's again just my my take on it. Um, this app also seems a little more aesthetically pleasing and user-friendly, um, again, in my opinion. Uh, it does have ads and, and little annoying quirks like, you know, spin for free thing and you never get the free thing. So, like, don't click that and just ignore those things. It's just, um, it didn't seem to have those ads when I first added it on my phone, um, but... Now it does, and I still like the app. You just have to ignore the ads. So um, I thought maybe I could show you an example of the compatibility that you can get um, on this app, and I could do um, my own compatibility with myself and my husband. Um, and we've been married for 10 years, so it's kind of hilarious when you read the compatibility and how um, un uncompatible we are. We're not... Our stars, the astrology thinks, you know, that we shouldn't be together. I don't know. Um, so we're kind of low and it's hilarious because we've been together for so long. 
Um, but I, when I read about us and our personalities, the things that it says we'll struggle with are definitely the things that we've argued with each other on and have had to overcome. So maybe they are right all along, but we've figured out a system that works for us anyway. So we're like, you know, fuck you stars. Don't tell me how to live my life. So there. Um, anyway, so compatibility, I wanted to say that a lot of these things use your sun sign um, to figure out your compatibility. That along with your element, because that's kind of like a super easy way to see if you're compatible usually. Um, so because your sun sign represents your ego, identity, and personality, um, and also kind of your preferences. Um, it's, it's like a super small part of the puzzle, but it's also what professional astrologers recognize, um, for compatibility. So anyway, um, compatible signs. So the, okay, I'm, I'm mumbling. Straightforward approach is the elements, like I said. So fire signs like Aries, Leo, Sagittarius are most compatible with other fire signs or air signs like Gemini, Libra, Aquarius. I always think of it like air fuels fire. For me, I'm like, okay, because I'm an air sign and I do have a lot of fire sign friends and people I really truly enjoy being around, it's like I'm fueling their fire. And I so see that in some of these friendships that I have. So then there's um, earth signs like Taurus, Virgo, Capricorn. They're compatible with other earth signs or water signs like Cancer, Scorpio, and Pisces. Um, I don't have a fun way to remember that except for like thinking of earth and how there's water um, on earth. But that's not that cool. Not as cool. Um, air signs are most compatible with other air signs as well as fire signs. And water signs are more compatible with water or earth signs, like I said. Um, so that's a quick way to determine it. But if, if you're wondering, like, okay, well, what if you're, you know, an air and an earth, like me and my husband? Then you can do your compatibility and get an actual freaking percentage on shit. So, um, yeah, so let's do that. Let's see what it says, shall we? So... I already did the hard work of figuring it out. I'm an Aquarius um, and my husband's a Taurus. So yes, air and earth. We are not totally, you know, compatible. It says, what it tells me is that we're a professional bond rather than a personal affair, which isn't like what you want to hear necessarily. It says 60% compatible. I mean, that's a little more than 50-50, right? <laughs> Um, it, it shows you like percentages. It says love, love is 60%. Sex is 20%. That's a lie. Um, family is 60%. Friendship, 75%. And business, 60%. Um, I'm not a percentage type of gal, so I don't really give a shit. I'm going to read what it says in the descriptions. So after the percentages, you'll see description and it says there's different titles like your overall compatibility, your values, your love, your modality and polarity, which we haven't gotten into yet, but we will. 
um, shared activities, things like that. So I'm just going to read my compatibility with my husband to you guys. Okay. Aquarians are strongly influenced by the disciplined energy of their ruling planet Saturn while Taurus is under the soft feminine impact of Venus, the planet of attraction and love. These signs have quite different attitudes towards life, but are but a very fixed modality, which puts them in a square aspect within the zodiac wheel. This can make the relationship highly dynamic and growth-oriented. I do think we've grown a lot together, guys. Like, 10 years and we we're finally, like, kind of liking each other. I'm just kidding. <laughs> with the opportunity to enrich each other's lives with their unique viewpoints, Aquarius will teach Taurus how to stand out from the crowd by being uniquely determined, disciplined, and goal-oriented. Taurus, in their turn, will acquaint Aquarius with the delights of hedonism as their earthly element allows. Okay, values. This couple has a good chance to be happy together if they are ready to accept their differences and respect each other's opinions without attempts to change them. I think it took a long time for Travis and I to figure that out. And now we have, and we are very much more friendly. Um, their fixed modality makes it so both signs will not budge on their viewpoints or opinions very easily. This typically makes for an agree-to-disagree approach within this partnership. Both of them are independent individuals able to compose a harmonic match, though it will take a lot of effort from both of them. They are well-matched in the values of the fixed signs, which include intense dedication, tenacity, and perseverance against all odds. One of their main differences is that Taurus likes to live in their bodies and is highly concerned with the comforts of the physical world, while Aquarius lives in the mind and is more focused on cerebral, imaginative, and intellectual matters in life. That's 100% true. 100% true. Okay, moving on to love. Um... These two signs rarely get attracted to each other as their air element of Aquarius and the earth element of Taurus is a mismatch. They may consider the other strange and uninteresting. And even if they fall in love, their mutual infatuation and affection usually won't last long once the novelty wears off. Aquarius cannot live without freedom and independence. Their nature is like air and water which always finds a way to escape. As for Taurus, this sign is famous for its earthly possessiveness, um, need for security and stability. Taurus will be able to provide Aquarius with a more grounded sense of reality and tend to comfort and environmental needs of the pair, creating a nice atmosphere and home-like space for them. When it comes to sex, they both need to be willing to see the other person's perspective in order to make sex pleasurable and enjoyable. The tense dynamic can lead to an interesting exploration of power dynamics, who's on top, etc. Overall, Aquarius and Taurus can form a harmonic match as long as they are open to compromise and experimentation in the sexual sphere. Um, yeah, so compromise is huge with us. We have to, or we'll kill each other, basically. 
So the next section says modality and polarity. Modality, um, we're both fixed, fixed modality, which I'll have to come back around to what those mean. I'll explain that later. Taurus and Aquarius are both fixed signs, so they are most focused when they have set a goal. Sometimes they can be quite stubborn, but their hardworking nature outshines that flaw. Polarity, masculine and feminine. Taurus has strong and powerful intuition, while Aquarius is outgoing and social. Together, they complete each other and make an incredible connection. Advice. They can easily complement each other in order to be in a harmonious relationship. However, modality compatibility shows that inflexibility and stubbornness can be a big problem for them. They must work on being more tolerant. Yep, trust me, guys. 10 years, we've been putting work in. We're getting it. We're figuring it out. Um, so shared activities, almost impossible mission to combine these two and find shared activities for them. Generally, the signs are not even attracted to each other. It is an almost impossible mission to combine these two and find shared activities for them. However, tourists will gladly visit a strange place they have never been they have never been to by the initiative of Aquarius, of course. After that, Taurus will go home. Aquarius doesn't have this need and wants to always be on the move. So this is where their together activities will end up and both will continue doing different things. Honestly, like we're our own people. So no matter what your compatibility says and like, like you've just heard, my husband and I, according to the stars, are not the most compatible people on the planet. Um, but we obviously know how to make it work for ourselves and our relationships. And we continue to be independent, strong-willed, stubborn people. And we can still make that work somehow for us and our our family, our home life, etc. Um, when we were younger, I think a lot of what this, what I just read was like huge things that we would argue about or stress over. Whereas now it's like, all right. Um, you know, I'd like to sit at home with a friend and talk really deep about life and you would like to go to a football game with your buddies and get out there and do what you like. So why not go ahead and do that and then we'll come come back home at the end of the night or not, you know, whatever, like we'll make it work for us. So there is compromise to be had, and I think that's important no matter what relationship you have, whether it's a friendship, um, you know, a business partnership. It could be anything. There's compromise to be had, and if you can both communicate, be open and honest, then the sky's the limit. So there you have another deep thought and perspective now, maybe let's get into some of these other things. And I did just learn about something new I had no idea about. So I want to share that with you um, in the next segment. So stay tuned. I'll be right back. So this next section is about something that I just learned about within the Zodiac signs. I was online probably Googling something because I get a thought and I have to Google and learn about it. That's the way my brain works. Um, and what I found out was that there are actually three different types of each zodiac sign. In astrology, they say 
Things like Geminis can be two-faced, Tauruses are more stubborn than a drain clog, and Virgos are so nitpicky that their behavior alone will drive you mad. But have you ever been the subject of these one-size-fits-all descriptions of your own sign and felt misunderstood? That's because there are actually three different versions of each zodiac sign with each third known as a deacon. So there's like, there's thirds of a zodiac sign. Let me explain. In astrology, deacons refer to the subdivisions within each zodiac sign, broken up by degrees on the zodiac wheel. Um, there are 360 degrees that represent the sky, which is then divided into 12 sections, each governed by one of the 12 zodiac signs you're probably familiar with. Each zodiac sign takes up 30 degrees of the zodiac wheel. With the first deacon, it's situated within the first 0 to 10 degrees. The second stretches over 11 to 20 degrees, and the third encompasses 21 to 30 degrees, respectively, because each zodiac sign accounts for only 28 days. These deacons will be approximate approximations of of dates depending on the shifting de degrees. Deacons assign each zodiac sign a secondary ruler, giving a full, more full representation of your personality than sun sign astrology, which simply says each Leo will act the same. Instead, some Leos will have Aries as their secondary ruler, giving them more relentless and impulsive energy than the typical Leo descriptions may have let on. And some Libras will have Aquarius as their secondary ruler, making them more aloof and rebell rebellious than their typical harmonious Libra counterparts. Um, understanding deacons can help you comprehend why might you might not fit in with the, the typical description of your zodiac sign. It can explain why you don't behave like or connect with the entire 12th of the population that you share your zodiac sign with. After all, there are many layers to astrology. This was such a mind-blowing thing for me, and it's funny because a long time ago when I was younger, I would think of zodiac signs um, and think, oh, you're you're an Aquarius, so you're born in February. And then people were like, no, I was born in January. I was like, oh, wait, that's right. It's not like, you know, what, it's not 12 signs are the 12 months of the year. Um, it's not separated like that. And, and then now that I know that there are like three different versions of each sign makes sense why some some of the signs, you know, some of my friends might be this deacon or that deacon and why they act a little bit different and not so stereotypical or whatever you want to call it. Um, so what are the deacons? Your deacon will depend on when you were born during your zodiac sign's solar season. If you are born within the first 10 degrees of your zodiac sign, which is approximately the first 10 days of each astro astrological season, you will be ruled by the same sign and planet, meaning Virgos born from August 22nd to August 31st, you will be Virgo ruled by Mercury with sub-ruler Virgo ruled by Mercury. 
um, showing up like a typical Virgo would. However, once you get into second and third deacon of each sign, it can get a little more complex and unlike the stereotypical version of each zodiac sign. As deacons progress, your secondary ruler will be based on something called triplicity, which is the group of zodiac signs represented by the same element. So, if you're an earth sign, Taurus, Virgo, Capricorn, your secondary ruler will also be an earth sign. The first deacon of each sign is going to be the same sign slash planet. However, the second deacon will always be the next sign in the same element. Listed below are the elements and their signs in chronological order, starting with Aries, the first sign in the zodiac. So fire element signs Aries, Leo, Sagittarius. Earth element signs Taurus, Virgo, Capricorn. Air element signs Gemini, Libra, Aquarius. Water element signs Cancer, Scorpio, Pisces. So... <clears throat> All right, so as you look, um, you know, someone you may be researching, just try to look a little deeper into what the planet in Zodiac sign that your sub-ruler means to you. It will give you a deeper insight into who you are and what makes you tick. For example, a Taurus who was born during the second deacon might differ from the typical Taurus because of their sub-ruler, who happens to be curious and heady, Mercury. Sorry about that. Um, they may be more focused on researching, note-taking, and putting on perfectionist front than their first deacon neighbors, who show up as traditional Tauruses. So, I have a whole fun list that goes through um, the different, the three different deacons of each sign and then there's a description for each one so as I read I'll tell you what dates are in each deacon and explain the differences within those signs so we're gonna get right into that um I'm gonna do another segment and go over each and every sign it's gonna be fun so think about which deacon you are, and then think about how your personality is. Is it the typical um, zodiac sign that you always hear about, or maybe you're deacon two or deacon three, which is a little bit different? Let's find out. Okay, so we're going to start off with the three deacons of Aries. We're starting with Aries. The um, deacon one, which is Aries deacon, March 21st, to March 30th. The first deacon of Aries season will present like the typical Aries, bold, innovative, fearless, and embodies leadership qualities to their core. These folks are doubly ruled by Mars, so they are action-oriented and come off brash to those who take a slower approach to life. When agitated, their quick response emotion is usually anger that stems from emotional reactivity. However, with time and patience, this deacon can become gentle and soft-natured in their approach to life, while still staying true to their innate desire to explore and lead the way for others that follow in their life's footsteps. So that was deacon one, the first deacon. The second deacon of Aries, which would be April 1st to April 9th, is deacon two, 
Leo Deacon. Aries born under the Leo Deacon are more likely to steal the spotlight and desire a bold, aesthetic approach to life. These folks are natural-born performers and can tend to be more creative than a typical Aries. Deacon 2 Aries will want to catch the eye of potential romantic suitors, friends, business partners, and the masses more than their Deacon 1 neighbors. Because the sun is their secondary ruler, they are ruled by their ego and rely heavily on their outward expression to define themselves. Okay, that was Deacon 2. So Deacon 3, Sagittarius Deacon, which is April 10 to 19. Deacon 3, Aries, enjoy traveling, philosophy, and learning about different cultures more than a typical Aries would. They may have a harder time committing to relationships, jobs, and homes as they have nomadic spirits. They are highly optimistic and prone to good luck as their sub-ruler is Jupiter. So those were the three deacons of Aries. Which one do you fall under? I don't actually know too many Aries myself. The only one that I can actually think of is my neighbor. I'm not sure um, which deacon he is, though. Um, That would be worth looking into. I'm going to be researching you all after I learn about this. The next sign that we have is Taurus. So the first deacon, Deacon 1, which is Taurus Deacon... Um, April 20th to the 29th. My husband falls in this deacon. Um, It says, Deacon 1 Tauruses will show up more stereotypically. They enjoy structure, predictability, and loyalty in their lives and have an affinity for the finer things in life. They are primarily and secondarily ruled by Venus, so they are suckers for aesthetically pleasing homes, art, outfits, and environments. Having their senses heightened as often as possible is important to them. They prefer to work smarter, not harder. And although they don't necessarily need to present as lazy, you would be hard-pressed to find a Taurus that enjoys working hard if they don't have to. And you know what? What's the sense in it? Work, you know, smarter, not harder. Right, Taurus? Anyway, um, that was the Deacon 1, first Deacon of Taurus. The second one, Deacon 2, um, the second Deacon of Taurus, which is called Virgo Deacon, um, is April 30th to May 9th. Deacon, hold on, I don't want to say this wrong, I think it's wrong. Deacon 1 Tauruses are sub-ruled by Mercury as they are the Virgo Deacon. That's wrong. This means Deacon 2. They had a typo. Um, Deacon 2 Tauruses are sub-ruled by Mercury as they are the Virgo Deacon. These folks will present as more meticulous, calculated, rigid, and prone to perfectionism than their Deacon 1 neighbors. They are more helpful, focused on philanthropy, intellectual, and curious than a traditional Taurus would be. So maybe you fall under that category, Deacon 2 of Taurus. Let's see, Deacon 3, Capricorn Deacon within Taurus, is May 10th to May 20th. And that one, Deacon 3 Tauruses, are sub-ruled by Saturn 
in the Capricorn Deacon, making them success-driven and focus on titles and accolades. They are motivated by money, accomplishments, and tend to be more hardworking and ambitious than other Tauruses. That's interesting um, to see the differences there. And the next one is our Gemini friends. So May 21st to the 30th, Deacon 1, Gemini Deacon. These folks will show up in textbook Gemini fashion. Curious and witty chatterboxes that are often hard-pressed to commit. They are knowledgeable, social, and enjoy getting a taste of everything that the world has to offer, causing them to lean toward a more free-spirited lifestyle. They enjoy banter and debates at the cost of peace. I found that super interesting. I have a lot of Gemini friends and family um, that would probably be that first deacon. So the second deacon, Deacon 2, within the Gemini, Libra Deacon, May 31st to June 9th. Deacon 2 Geminis are sub-ruled by Venus as they fall under the Libra Deacon. These folks are more likely to be charming, romantic, and conflict-averse than a typical Gemini. They might even be hopeless romantics who love getting into relationships. Because of this, they tend to work very well in social settings, especially when it comes to facilitating parties and events. Okay, so that was the second deacon. Um, deacon 3 of Gemini, which is called Aquarius Deacon, June 10th to June 20th. Falling under the Aquarius Deacon, Uranus is the Deacon 3 Gemini's sub-ruler. This makes these folks more prone to rebellion, independence, and innovation in the name of embracing their unique nature in this lifetime. They are less concerned about social status and more concerned with adding value on a societal level. Mm-hmm. Amen. Preach. Um, I'd probably get along well with the Deacon 3 Gemini. Um, okay, so the next one is Cancer. We're going to do the three deacons of Cancer. The first one, Deacon 1, Cancer Deacon, June 21st to June 30th. Deacon 1, Cancer, shows up as stereotypical Cancers. They are sensitive, nostalgic, and typically live um, being ruled by the highs and lows of their emotions. Because they are ruled by the moon, their lives are ever-changing and typically tend to be deep and intuitive. They're also the classic nurturer, someone who makes everyone feel welcome and at home. That's so sweet. Um, so Deacon 2 within Cancer, Scorpio Deacon, July 1st through July 10th. Being born under the Scorpio Deacon, Deacon 2 Cancers are subruled by Pluto. This causes Deacon 2 Cancers to have possessive, obsessive, dark, and brooding traits that aren't as common in their Deacon 1 neighbors. They are more introspective and can lean into their solitude more frequently than typical Cancers. They're also more ambitious and focused on achieving their desires. 
I find that super interesting because I do know a number of different cancers and I'm curious to know which deacons they are because they do differ a lot in personality. Um, one of them being my father-in-law, um, he was the one we just read and it so suits him. So I guess, you know, it's true for him. So the third, the deacon three, which is Pisces deacon within cancer, um, is July 11 to 22. Pisces deacon means that these Capric or I'm sorry that these cancers are subruled by Neptune, the planet of fantasy, illusion, and the sub subconscious. They are more romantic, poetic, dreamy, and forgiving than typical cancers. They may also find a deeper connection to their spirituality or or spiritual studies, especially because their psychic abilities are often super strong. That is really cool. Um, yes, can we be friends? Okay, next sign is Leo. Um, Leos are some of my favorite people ever. So let's find out about them. Deacon 1, Leo Deacon, July 23rd to August 1st. Showing up as typical Leos. This deacon will typically be bold, loud, attention-seeking, sensitive, and loyal to those they love. Deacon 1 Leos are stereotypical and will care about their appearance, appearance, social status, reputation, and tend to be highly energetic and optimistic. They're also the quintessential performers and love taking every opportunity to be playful and theatrical. Yes, you will. Deacon 1, Leo, you. Um, that would be like a couple of my bestest best friends. Um, my, my dad's a Deacon 1, Leo. Um, these are great people, especially in a party setting. I'm adding that in. Okay, so Deacon 2, Sagittarius Deacon within Leo, which is August 2nd to the 11th, being subruled by Jupiter. Deacon 2 Leos are more susceptible to free-spiritness, partying, and blind optimism than their Deacon 1 neighbors. These folks are capable of combining their egotistical core with a cultured outer layer, making them phenomenal travel buddies and tour guides. They would also do well to perform keynote speak and present their ideas on big skills. So, okay, maybe they're the more partiers, but we all know all Leos like to party. Come on. Okay, and let's see. Deacon 3, Aries Deacon within Leo, August 12 to 22. Leos born in the Aries Deacon are subruled by Mars, making them passionate, driven, and action-oriented. They are more likely to follow through with their whimsical optimism and take on leadership roles than other Aries, than other Leos, they mean. I keep finding typos. They are potentially aggressive and can turn their Leo roar into a bite in any instant. Um, one that you don't want to mess with. So there you have it, Leos. Let's move on to Virgo. Um, I think maybe I need to rate these um, signs in order of my favorite to my least favorite. I'll do that at the end just for you guys. 
So Virgo, Deacon 1, Virgo Deacon, August 23rd to September 1st. Virgos born under the first deacon are predictable, reliable, helpful, and somewhat nitpicky. They are detail-oriented and feel more comfortable when their home spaces, schedules, and relationships are in order. They do not do well with messes, chaos, or criticism, and being ruled by Mercury find themselves to be both intellectual and curious. Okay, Deacon 2, Capricorn Deacon within Virgo, um, September 2nd to the 11th. So being born under the Capricorn Deacon, these folks are subruled by Saturn the taskmaster of the Zodiac. These folks are almost guaranteed for success in their, life, in their lifetime to do best with praise and accolades to validate their life experience. They are hardworking, resilient, determined, and innovative, doing whatever it takes to reach their goals. Now that's someone you want to work, have work for you. Um, so the third deacon, Deacon 3, Taurus Deacon within Virgo, um, September 12th to the 22nd, Deacon 3 Virgos are subruled by Venus, making them slightly more indulgent, luxurious, and reliable than other Virgos. Uh, they are less worried about perfectionism and more motivated by the sensual pleasures in life. They are focused on aesthetics and are typically very beautiful while preferring to be in beautiful clothing, environments, or careers related to design or coordination of some sort. Okay, good for you, Virgo. Um, moving on to Libra. Libra, Deacon 1, Libra Deacon. That is September 23rd to October 2nd. These folks will show up as textbook Libras, conflict-averse, harmonious, balanced, and hopeless romantics at heart. They are ruled by Venus and enjoy the lovely pleasures of life, such as accessories, design, gift-giving, aesthetics, and art. They can struggle to stay grounded and do well with structure and time in nature to balance out their natural disposition to keeping their head in the clouds. I feel ya, Libra. I feel ya. So, let's see what Deacon 2 for Libra is. That's the Aquarius Deacon, um, October, 3, October 3rd through the 12th. Deacon 2 Libras are subruled by Uranus, making them more rebellious and sharp-tongued than typical Libras, with more of a focus on giving back on a global scale and, ten and trend-setting. They can find that their energy is best spent in expanding their minds, thought sharing in groups, or traveling to foreign places, rather than focusing on the min... Uh, something... What are we talking about? Oh, rather than focusing on conflict resolution within a one-on-one -on -one conversation. Um, and then Deacon 3, which is Gemini Deacon within Libra, October 13th through the 22nd. Libras born under the Gemini Deacon are subruled by Mercury, making them more social, witty, and free-spirited than a typical Libra. They likely have an affinity for reading, live performance, and social outings. Anyone or anything that can keep their minds busy 
They are phenomenal communicators and do well to combine the Libra traits of harmony with their Gemini traits of socialization to bring people together through their natural connector abilities. All right, next one is Scorpio. Scorpio, Deacon 1, Scorpio Deacon, October 23rd to November 1st. These folks will likely show up as typical Scorpios, dark, deep, brooding, and prone to enjoy their solitude. They are ruled by Pluto, the planet of secrets and taboo. They are intense and passionate, leaving very little room for confusion with their intention, feelings, or goals. They're famous for undergoing many transformations throughout their lives, always coming away with an intense situation, feeling like a brand new person. Those sound like my type of people. Um, I know that my sister-in-laws are Scor- Scorpios, I think. Yeah, I think that's right. I just don't know which deacon. I guess I should probably know their birthdays, right? <laughs> Oops. Anyway, uh, Deacon 2, Pisces Deacon within Scorpio, November 2nd to the 11th. Um, Scorpios born under the Pisces Deacon are sub-ruled by Neptune and will tend to be more dreamy, flighty, and lighthearted than typical Scorpios. They are poetic, sensitive, and creative, which makes or which can lead them to be less grounded and prone to having their head in the clouds. However, also this also makes them incredibly artistic and in tune with their creative side. After all, Pisces is a zodiac sign that's always trying to make reality more beautiful. And for the third deacon, Deacon 3, Cancer Deacon within Scorpio, November 12th through the 21st. Being subruled by the moon, Deacon 3 Scorpios are more sensitive, intuitive, and emotional than their typical Scorpio counterparts. They can be more nurturing and gentle with the moon as their secondary ruler, which could make them great parents, caretakers, and medical professionals. Scorpios born under the Cancer Deacon can be incredibly empathetic people, but also highly protective of themselves and those that they love. And I'm pretty sure that that's my sister-in-law's. And I have to say it that way, they're twins. They were born the same day. So I think they're Deacon 3. I could be wrong. I think they are, though. And that brings us to Sagittarius. Deacon 1, Sagittarius Deacon, November 22nd to December 1st. Being ruled by Jupiter, Deacon 1 Sagittarius will show up in their typical fashion of being optimistic, open-minded, brash, philosophical, curious, and free-spirited. They crave new experiences and want novelty to be a through line in all that they do in this lifetime. This zodiac sign is famous for being the quintessential adventure seeker of the zodiac as they're always aiming to get the most out of life and learn all that there is to learn that's so exciting okay um so deacon two which is aries deacon within sagittarius december 2nd to the 11th aries deacon sagittarians are subruled by mars making them more prone to aggression action oriented leadership and in being naive. They are focused on confidence and self-expression more so than a typical Sagittarius. 
they can also be more competitive and motivated to succeed, making them capable of surmounting great feats and besting everyone around them. Well, good for you. Um, Deacon 3, Leo Deacon within Sagittarius, December 12th through the 21st. These people are sub-ruled by the sun, making them focused on their appearance, reputation, and validation than a typical Sagittarius may be. A Leo Deacon, Sagittarius will show up social, fun-loving, and charismatic, but they can lean into being self-centered. After all, Leo is an incredibly artistic zodiac sign, and their main mission in life is to express themselves beautifully. These people make great performers, especially in front of an audience. This brings us to Capricorn, my favorite sign. Um, Deacon 1, Capricorn Deacon, December 22nd to December 31st. Um, that's Deacon 1 Capricorns are ruled by Saturn, making them task-oriented, structured, and hard-working. They make their own rules and do best environments where they can succeed and stand out. They can come off as cold, uh, come off cold as their natural disposition is to lean into their determined energy and focus most of their attention on stability and structure. When you think of a Capricorn, you probably think of someone who radiates authority and success. That person was probably born during the first deacon of Capricorn. And I'm realizing now that the first deacon of Capricorn is basically almost all of my ex-boyfriends, my stepdad, and my um, my brother-in-law. So I'm surrounded, or was, by these types. The next one is deacon two. Taurus Deacon of Capricorn, which is January 1st to the 10th. These folks are sub-ruled by Venus, making Taurus Deacon Capricorns more sensual, indulgent, and hedonistic than typical Capricorns. They they more deeply enjoy the Venusian qualities of life, such as touch, taste, design, beauty, pleasure, and rest. They do best when all five of their senses are heightened as often as possible. They tend to be incredibly attractive people and are often the most artistic Capricorns of them all. Well, good for you. Um, Deacon 3, Virgo Deacon within Capricorn, January 11 to 19. A Virgo Deacon Capricorn is subruled by Mercury, making these folks much better teachers, healers, and confidence than their typical Cap- Capricorn counter- counterparts. They are curious, book smart, helpful, and gentle, lessening some of the rigid edges of a textbook Capricorn. This makes so much sense to me now. These Capricorns are known for being truth seekers who want to learn everything there is to know about everything. They're also famous for keeping track of everyone around them and making sure they're on track. That is my daughter and my mother-in-law, 100%. They're both in that deacon, and that's why they're so different from the other deacons in Capricorn that I know. So the next one is Aquarius. This one is my sign, and I am going to elaborate a little more on my deacon just because I can. So there. Um... And we're going to start off with 
Aquarius, January 20 to 29. That's Deacon 1, Aquarius Deacon. Um, they're ruled by Uranus and show up as typical Aquarius folks. Innovators, humanitarians, trendsetters, and rebels. They are less concerned with fitting in and more focused on how they can break the mold. They see the world as it is, or as it could be rather than how it currently is. They live outside the box and always want to give proper time and space to their outlandish ideas. If they feel restricted, they will do whatever it takes to reclaim their independence and individuality. So true. Okay, Deacon 2, Gemini Deacon within Aquarius. That's January 30 to February 8th. Gemini Deacon Aquarians will have their sub-ruler Mercury adding an extra flair for communication, education, and intellectual stimulation. They are witty and blessed with the gift of gab, making them great in group dynamics or in a career where they are able to sell, present, or host. With their Gemini intellect, these Aquarians are capable of concocting brilliant game-changing ideas and regaling everyone with them. Okay, so this last one is me, Deacon 3, Libra Deacon within Aquarius, which is February 9th to the 18th. So February 9th to the 18th, um, Deacon 3. Libra Deacon Aquarians are sub-ruled by Venus, making them more romantic, harmonious, and balanced than their typical Aquarius counterparts. They are less focused on standing out and more focused on fitting in and keeping the peace. They will also be prone to following trends in beauty, design, and aesthetics, making the beautiful parts of life a priority. For your information, Paris Hilton was born during this deacon. I don't know why they had to put that in there, but I wanted to continue on with a couple other things I read. Um, if there is one profession that suits... Hold on. Yes. So, Deacon 3. There is one profession that suits these natives the most. It is politics. They are good leaders and also know how to stand out in the crowd. Naturally, they are also inclined towards social work for their community. However, Aquarius Deacon 3 can also be more than white suits of politics, expanding their horizons in the field of fashion and anything creative. Aquarius 3rd Deacon natives are adventurous and erratic. They also attract the same charming energy they ooze. On a similar note, they are really good with their flirt game. On the surface, they may look like social butterflies. However, they are very picky when it comes to choosing friends and people they want to hang out with. At times, they may be volatile, especially if they feel neglected in a relationship, which I find to be so true. I always am in between feeling like I am um, a social butterfly and also then not liking that many people and really enjoying myself with people who I can have the most fun with. And for me, fun is different than what it is for other people, which is fine. I just really like intellectual, deep conversations. If I'm bored with talking to you, then I'm probably not having any fun. Um, so how Venus affects Aquarius third deacon. Um, Venus bestows these natives with charming personalities that will help them woo their partners. They are highly sensual and romantic, 
true to their ruling planet. However, their romantic tendencies can be taken in the wrong way. They act out on their gut with complete trust. They are also known to be some of the most graceful people around. Constant change and variety are what they seek. People around them are often confused with Aquarius third natives because of their unpredictability. Now you cannot blame them. These are really impulsive people who act really soon. They will act first and think about its results later. They show compassion and large heart for their near and dear ones always, all thanks to Venus. And I find that to be really true for me as well. Pretty much all of these things, um, I always act before I think, which I always find to be a bit of a flaw. Um, but there it is right in my my third deacon. So the last sign we're going to talk about is Pisces. Um, deacon one, Pisces deacon, February 19 to 29th. Pisces are ruled by Neptune and tend to be dreamy, romantic, gentle, and sensitive. They are ruled by the planet of illusions and dreams. So they tend to focus on the hypothetical aspects of life and romanticize people, places, and experiences. They do well when they follow careers that are creative or spiritual in nature, as they have no problem taking their egos out of the situation and living in the moment. Good for you, Pisces, Deacon number one. Um, let's go to Deacon two, Cancer Deacon within Pisces, which is March 1st to the 10th. Cancer Deacon Pisces people are subruled by the moon, making them more emotional unpredictable and nurturing than typical Pisces. They make great caregivers and love taking every opportunity to make their loved ones feel safe and sound. They're probably the person everyone in their life turns to for a shoulder to cry on because they're such great listeners. Um, Deacon 3, Scorpio Deacon, which is March 11th to the, 20, to the 20th, and that one is my mom. It says, Scorpio Deacon Pisces are subruled by Pluto, making them more secretive, deep, and mysterious than their typical Pisces counterparts. They do well when they allow themselves alone time and get comfortable with solitude. They are intense, possessive, and can be obsessive if they don't keep themselves grounded. They are highly intuitive and can even embody psychic traits more so than their fellow Pisces deacons. If that doesn't describe my mom, I don't know what does. So, uh, yeah, interesting stuff. That was all of the deacons within all of the signs. And I know that that took a lot of time, but I was so excited to read that there's pretty big differences even within each sign because all you ever hear about are the stereotypical sides of each sign even when I'm scrolling on TikTok it's just the same thing over and over again like you know oh sleepy lazy Taurus and they're so materialistic or you know Aquarius always ghosting and fighting and being a rebel type thing and like there are there's so much more to each sign and that's why I think a lot of people that I know who come to me and they're like I and not like a Taurus at all, or I'm not like a Libra, or I'm not at all like that. Maybe they're just only hearing the stereotypical first deacon, not the second and third, where they may fall. And maybe they don't fall into that, and they really can't relate at all to their sign, which is totally fine, because this is all for fun, right? Anyway, I'm going to wrap 
this episode up because I covered a lot of things. Um, there's so much more to cover when it comes to the signs. Um, so maybe I'm going to have to do another episode. There's so much to talk about. And like, even though I've gone into more depth about what the signs are and what they all mean, I haven't really gotten a chance to talk about them on a personal level. So that'll be in another episode, I'm sure, or maybe one where I can talk about it with friends, um, so that they can interject their opinions too, because it's, it so depends on opinions. And just with that alone, that thought, if you really think about it, like I, my personality probably gets along better and has a higher view of like other signs that make sense. So like fire signs are some of my best friends and people I like to be around because air and fire make sense. Whereas you know, other people might find the fire signs to be a little too loud, a little too obnoxious, a little too conceited or whatever it might be. Um, so that might bother those people and they might like a water sign a little bit more because they're more sensitive and more empathetic and these types of um, qualities that they value. Whereas someone like a fire sign would look at water and say, oh, Like, I don't want to hear your whining. I don't want to hear all this sensitive, wah-wah stuff. So, like, people find qualities that they really enjoy in other people, obviously. And it could have to do with your signs or maybe just who you are in general. I'm just, uh, just throwing it out there. So, some, some thoughts. Anyway, um, I'll be right back with the closer. Stick around. I'm going to include a list probably of my favorite signs. I'm going to rate them. So from my favorite to my least favorite signs. And we're back. I am going to rank each sign of the zodiac signs from my favorite to my least favorite. So 1 through 12. And I'm just going to get right into it. The first one on my list, my most favorite sign. Are you guys ready to be so jealous of Leos? Leos are my favorite sign in the Zodiac. I honestly have so many good friends that are Leos. I always have so much fun with them. It never fails. And I almost even envy their confidence. I think they're just like, they're just amazing. And all of this said... They're going to love this because I'm just totally complimenting them and stroking their ego. So I think we go well together. They probably like having me around for that reason too, you know. (laughs) The second one is Aquarius. And yes, that's my own sign. I couldn't put it as number one um, because I don't like, I don't know. I, it isn't my number one because when I hang out with other Aquariuses, they're just like me. And sometimes that's not that great, but there, I obviously have a lot of things in common with other Aquariuses. We think a lot alike and we can have really great conversations, intellectual conversations that keeps me super interested. Um, which brings me to the third one, which is Gemini. Um, they get a bad rep in the Zodiac world for whatever reason. The truth is these people have like brain power, like nobody else. And they provide also equally as great um, conversation as I'd say Aquarius, um, maybe even better. They're communicators and they like to think, they like to think about everything. 
um, just as deep. Um, and so then that's Libra. Libra's next on my list, number four. Um, and yeah, I think they're also super intellectual, um, but they do like to look at both sides of a problem or of a situation, and they can also have those really good conversations. And yeah, I think that the people I like to hang out with are people that I can talk with and also people who bring a lot of fun to the room. Um, and so then right in the middle, number five is Scorpio for me. Um, Scorpios are just so interesting and something about the darkness that they have inside of them just makes me smile. What can I say? There's something just so great about their dark humor. They're just like their whole vibe. They're a vibe for sure. Um, which brings me to my sixth place is Taurus. And they probably would have been higher on my list. Um, I do have some really close friends and my own husband who's a Taurus. Um, now with them, I think that they're like probably the best people in the world and they're like wholesome and they're always reliable and they're like the best of friends, companionship, like solid people, um, which is great and all, but I definitely don't, um... I'm different than that so like we don't necessarily relate on all on all fronts if that makes sense anyway that brings me to my next one this from seven on down was a tough one I have friends of all of these signs so don't take it personally but Pisces was number seven I, I still wanted to keep them high on my list my mom is a Pisces um I love hanging out with a Pisces sometimes um Pisces can be a little bit uh, hard to understand, a little bit too whimsical, hippy-dippy, um, but also really fun, really, really fun times. Um, and then that brings me to number eight, which I had as cancer. Um, I might have, I don't know, it's, it, that was a tough one for me. I like cancer people, and I love that you can get emotional with them. I think there's, like, a time and a place for a cancer hangout, um, so I love their empathy and I think that like they bring a lot to society and we definitely need cancers. We need people like them. Um, and yeah, they can be a great fun time. They're good people. Um, so I'm sorry they're so low on my list, but I had to put you somewhere. So next would be Capricorn. Uh, Capricorn. Whew. I think there's, they're far down on my list because of all the bad experiences I've had with Capricorns, but I also have some people in my life that are uh, Capricorns that are seriously very close to me and I think if you're in their circle then you're good you know what I mean um, because they protect you they're very family oriented and very traditional and you know Aquarius goes against the grain I mean we're not traditional in the least so we butt heads on almost every single topic that there is to butt heads on um, Capricorn and Aquarius are probably the furthest thing away from being the same. I said that weird. Anyway, next one, I had my number 10 spot for Sagittarius. Sagittarius is probably a really fun sign. I don't know that many people. I only have experience with like one and I think sh that person was really great to hang out with um, outside of work, didn't really get along in work, um, in a work setting, but that's pretty much all I know. I think they're kind of fun and adventurers or whatever, but um, maybe... 
I don't know. Maybe I need to learn more or meet some more Sagittarius people. Same thing for Aries. I had them as number 11 on my list just because I don't know that many Aries. Um, I only know like one and I don't know them very well. So the last one, my number 12 spot, my least favorite sign is, I'm so sorry, Virgos. Virgos, um, they are like, I've said in past podcast episodes that Virgos are the trickiest ones for me to understand. I have the hardest time communicating with a Virgo. Um, I'm sure they're great people and I do have friends actually, close people in my life that are Virgos. Um, and even just communicating with those people in my life is difficult. Like I always have follow-up questions whenever I get a text message from a Virgo or like an email. If I have to work with a Virgo, I'm sweating bullets because I literally don't know what's going on. So every time I talk to a Virgo, I'm very confused. Um, so my advice to a Virgo when it comes to me, if you are a Virgo in my life, just be more direct use more words, description, like descriptive words, that helps, okay? Um, That's the end of my list, and then I'm just gonna sign off here next, so stay tuned. So this is me signing off. Thank you so much for listening to the whole episode. It was a bit long-winded, Um, And even with that said, I feel like I could have went on and on about zodiac signs um, because there's so much to get into. There's even more topics I could talk about with zodiac signs. Hopefully you learned some things um, about each sign. I know I did when we got into the three deacons of each sign. That to me was super interesting because it's new information. Um, So yeah, we talked about the basics of zodiac signs, the birth charts, the elements, and compatibility. I even went through and ranked all the signs, and you know what? That could probably change. That's not set in stone. And don't get mad at me if you were at the bottom of my list. I probably wasn't thinking of you. I love you all no matter what your sign is, and I'm not really that serious about it. I know it sounds like I am. I just like to research any topic that, that gives me an interest, and I love talking about and thinking about people and personalities what makes them tick and the differences in all of us because we all contribute to society in our own special way and I think that's fucking amazing so keep being you no matter what your sign says you know because you're great um also remember to please share this podcast with your friends and family it really helps me get out there more and um I have some pretty big life changes coming up in my life and I'm going to continue to do my best to bring you episodes each and every week if I can. Um, So yeah, thanks as always. You guys rock and I love you. Love you. Bye.